Welcome everyone to another episode of the Melantopia podcast. Today we're doing a news update on crypto, some current events happening in late June and early July 2021. The first piece of news we'll talk about today is that Binance, which is a cryptocurrency exchange where you can invest in various crypto, has been banned in the UK. So tell me about your impressions on this. Well, uh, I am a UK boy, you know, British forever, tea and that. Um, I mean, it doesn't really affect me that much. I've never used Binance before. It, it is a shame, but like they said, unregulated activity. Right. So I believe you can still you can still operate outside of Binance if you have your own um, if you have your own wallet. Then this doesn't really affect you. And also, even though it's um apparently banned according to all the articles that i've read it doesn't really affect uk customers um, it doesn't really affect their their activities they don't have to sell their positions or anything and this was carried about the, out by the financial conduct authority i don't know how much power they have do you know anything about them um no in the uk I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest and fair. I did not know they existed until they banned Binance. Oh, yeah, honestly. <laughs> I, That's I unfortunate. Thought was like a special ministry like that. Mm-hmm. Or, the ba- or the Bank of England, you know, because they make all the money in that. Right. Handled this kind of stuff. So it was unexpected. Yeah, definitely. What are your impressions on it, Hotshot? Like, in general, how do you feel about should a company uh, well, should I a... don't really know like how everybody was like like how everybody treated it over there mm-hmm. but like i've never actually heard of the coin but like i feel like for people who actually spent time in it it would be very disappointing do you think that uh countries financial agencies should be able to ban certain uh exchanges absolutely not yeah no um Unless that exchange is committing extreme tax fraud or anything illegal, mm-hmm. it should be banned. Right, obviously. But if it isn't, it's unfair. Yeah, I agree. It seems a bit like financial overreach. But the good news for UK customers is that um, they can still conduct business um, on Binance even with the ban. There's just like this message that warns everyone and if you try to log on that they're not permitted to undertake regulated activity in the UK. However, what there is a government that went even further. So in Ontario, a province in Canada, um, Binance has been completely banned in that users actually have to sell all of their all of the crypto that they have on the exchange by the end of the year. So by December 31st, 2021, if you live in Ontario and you're, you have a Binance account, you have to get rid of everything that you have. So what are your impressions on that? Unfair and unjust. Mm-hmm. I get people can ban things, but I just what has Binance done wrong? Right. Um. To me, it's not clear. That just means I could be a bit small brain, but um. You like, I just I just doesn't click in my head why they would do such a thing. Yeah. It's... I mean, mm-hmm. why completely ban it? Do what the UK've done and call, you know, ban regulated activity. Right, exactly. Here, obviously, we're not defending um, illegal activity using crypto. Here, we just really Binance is more of an investment vehicle, um, more than anything. So, 
it's a way for you to take advantage of the growth that crypto has had but beyond that i mean crypto exchanges don't really they don't really let you do anything other than invest um and also another thing something with a lot more widespread implications is that china has been cracking down a lot on crypto mining so it's been estimated a year ago back in april of 2020 that over 60 percent of bitcoin's hash rate was from china and throughout this year um different cities and regions in china have been banning crypto mining um and even some of the biggest mining hubs in china they're basically they just said you know you can't mine crypto anymore you have to pack up and either sell all your gpus or move operations elsewhere so what are your impressions on that i think this is a really good thing mm -hmm. um <clears throat> first of all they are you said that they are that they, they, they have sorry they have more than 60 percent of the network hash rate yeah that allows for a 51 percent attack mm -hmm. could you explain what that is for the <laughs> listeners so um how how this proof of work system works is um there's a bunch of blockchains so blockchains are little blocks of data containing about transactions and that so when you want to send a bitcoin to someone it's it's a block essentially mm -hmm. and proof of work ensures that that block is valid and isn't forged so when someone wants to submit a block it's checked via the proof of work system and it requires a certain percentage to verify this block and if one party owns above 51 percent of the network they can make those miners say that this block is valid even though it isn't it's fraudulent that block is valid and that that block can contain untold amount of bitcoin right and you know i, I don't see why china hasn't profited off this right yeah because one of the big threats to crypto is that it's meant to be decentralized and if it ever becomes centralized which china is definitely on the way to doing um it could be easily exploited and uh, it would just be really bad for everyone else who has bitcoin hotshot what are your views on the mining ban have you like have you noticed as well like that the mining ban has affected the price of graphics cards hotshot yeah i mean like my 3090 i could sell it for three two hundred more dollars now than when i the one i bought it for that's kind of crazy mm -hmm. you notice cpus have gone up in price a good amount mm -hmm. yeah there's been a lot yeah, of... that's kind of that's like not even fair like just because it benefits like it benefits china that's basically it but it doesn't benefit like anybody else because like now if somebody wants to buy a 3080 they have to spend 200 more dollars than what it they should have to spend but 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 because of this bad the hash rate has dropped considerably uh, hash rate is the unit that measures how fast you are working essentially mm -hmm. so network difficulty has also dropped and that is that that defines how hard it is 
to work, so... So what you're saying is it's easier to mine now just because so many miners have been taken offline. Yeah, so it gives people a, ch uh, a chance. Mm -hmm. The current Bitcoin hash rate is 90 EH. What's EH? So you've got hashes, killer hashes, mega hashes, killer hashes, terror hashes, exa hashes. Uh-huh. Um, no. Uh, Peta hashes, exa hashes, I think. Like, oh my gosh. So it's like many, many zeros above like Terra. And, yeah. Yeah. Monero is a different cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. an altcoin. But Monero's network hash rate is two giga hashes. Wow. Compared to, compared to Bitcoin's exa hashes, 90 exa hashes. So Bitcoin is insanely difficult to mine. And actually make a profit off of it just because there's been so many people who have been piling in. But luckily, with the the China ban, it's it's easier to get into now. Actually, uh, it's it was a lot a lot worse before the China ban. Uh huh. A uh, hundred and seventy eight exa hashes. Oh my gosh! So it got cut almost in half, pretty much, or a little bit more. Yeah, than half. the lowest dip was at least sixty exa hashes. Wow. I find that really intriguing because it sort of mimics the price um, and how the price has changed in response to the, the events of the past few weeks. So this year, I don't remember exactly when, it was probably back in April, Bitcoin reached an all-time high of just above 60k, I believe. And um, the, the lowest that it's dipped in like weeks after that was to below 30k i believe that a couple weeks ago it went to below 30k and it's just you know billions are being made and lost on on bitcoins incredibly volatile price and the same applies to other crypto as well you know there's just all these events that are happening we can actually see that april spike in yeah. the uh, network hash rate because it's it's so huge mm -hmm. uh the highest was 187 uh, exahashes. Right. No, sorry, 191 uh, exahashes. And then when, you know, it was banned, it completely just dropped. Uh-huh. Uh, I bet the the total, <clears throat> the network difficulty has also dropped, but that number I'm not going to say, because that is too big to, to, <laughs> to say. It's too long. Yeah, that's fair. And another um, intriguing side effect of this uh, crypto ban, it's not a blanket ban, by the way. It, I'm not saying that China has just completely banned all crypto mining, but most of it has been, has been banned. A lot of these miners are moving to other countries like Kazakhstan and Mongolia and even the United States. So that could be a benefit to those other countries' economies. Okay, and the last, oh, the second to last event we'd like to talk about is that El Salvador, um, sort of running in counter to the regulatory crackdown on Bitcoin, El Salvador has decided to establish Bitcoin as legal form of currency. And I think it might be the first country to do that. Okay. Um, its government officials are corrupt. I can see Bitcoin's price rising, mm -hmm. but where are you going to get the Bitcoin? I'm pretty sure El Salvador monitors their... I, I think this is incorrect. I'm just going to look on the Freedom Index. 
Okay. It is 63rd. So you're saying El Salvador ranks 63rd on the Freedom Index? What is... Out tell of me 100. About, oh, out of 100. Tell me about the Freedom Index. It ranks every country on how mm -hmm. free they are. And there's other factors. So El Salvador ranks 30 out of 40 on political rights and civil, civil liberties 30 out of 60. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you do math, 63 out of 100. That, that wouldn't be a score you'd want on your GCSEs, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's scored full, full on the electoral process, but I'm pretty sure they do monitor their citizens' internet traffic. Mm -hmm. You want, so the higher the better, I think. Oh, okay. Let, let me let me get a baseline. The UK's baseline is 94. Okay, yeah, so the higher, you want it to be higher. Mm -hmm. So, considering El Salvador ranked uh, 63 out of 100. Yeah, compared to the and UK's... The U 93, mm -hmm. uh, with a a big orange button saying partly free. I'm not sure this is good. You see, Bitcoin isn't entirely uh, private. Right, because, because every transaction is yeah. recorded. So, <clears throat> unlike Monero, you can... In Monero, you can act, you can see the transaction history, but mm -hmm. you, you don't know where they go to. Right. Because... They use something called ring signatures, and it's essentially everyone with Bitcoin. Everyone has a signature, and it's made by you solely by you, and you do things with it. With Monero, you make little bits of your your signature, and then other people give little bits of their signatures to you. Mm -hmm. So your signature, you have if you wanna if people wanna get your you know wallet and that. And do things with your signature they have to find the people that made your signature and the people that made their signature and so on with, with this they uh, el salvador can watch what their citizens are doing right so you're so, saying that this could be a blow to privacy like even though it's sort of it could be beneficial for bitcoin's price it, it sort of enshrines the government as the regulator of crypto transactions yeah. if your your wallet your address is linked to you as a mm -hmm. person and you make a transaction in el salvador and the government yeah. knows about knows that this signature belongs to you they know what you have just bought mm -hmm. assuming they know context behind the transaction right yeah there's definitely privacy implications there but i think it's it's interesting considering the high proportion of people in Latin America who have been using cryptocurrency. So according to this news article, 18% of Brazilians and Colombians have used or invested in crypto, and that's higher than almost any other country. So it could be a move by the government to try and regulate it more um, and keep a closer eye on its citizens, but I think it's also it's also showing a cultural shift towards being more accepting of crypto in everyday transactions. Like imagine going to the store and buying, you know, buying some yogurt or rice with with crypto. Buying some, I don't know, just anything. Buying some IKEA furniture with crypto. Like so, like Dangle buy stuff with it. Like Dangle to the store and buy. Yeah. Like, is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, exactly. that's like kind of fair, but like it's also not kind of fair because like Harvey was saying. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the governments are corrupt, so like they'll go ask, okay, 
Did anybody buy crypto from this store? Mm -hmm. Okay, or not crypto. Did they buy anything with crypto from this store? Right. Okay, they do that, right? They'll just end up, they'll tell the government, the government will come look at you because they know you have crypto and then, yeah, you could either be screwed or screwed, put it in a nice way. <laughs> do, you, do you think this might have any benefits for the citizens? Like, just not uh, even... Potentially, but also mm -hmm. maybe not. Like, if right. you put all your actual real-world money into it, right, and then crypto dies, you're kind of not going to go well, because then it's, they'll just... It's called fear, by the way. Real, your real-world money terminology is called fear. Yeah. Yeah, what he said, yeah. I'll let there be value, since there's no, there's no longer gold backing the, the value of the US dollar or anything like that. Actually, speaking of, you know, uh currencies with pegs tether yeah, usd mm -hmm. uh or TUSD is its ticker is backed by the us dollar so um the company that owns tether if for example if you buy a hundred tether which is worth a hundred usd tether mm -hmm. the company behind tether owns a hundred usd right so it's like tied or tethered to the value of one yeah. US dollar. It's it's a great currency, cryptocurrency mm -hmm. to trans like to trade because say if you've got I don't know, a hundred Monero, don't mm -hmm. know why you just do, and you want to transfer it into fiat. If you put it into tether, that's technically already fiat. Yeah. But then if you, and then you can sell that tether to someone. And you know, that's a that's a hundred in your pocket. Nice. It's, it's a way to dodge uh platforms that don't trade Monero mm -hmm. or Wellmero or privacy coins like that. Right. You just go onto a crypto only exchange, exchange that for Tether, and then Bob's your uncle really. That makes a lot of sense. It actually reminds me of another trend which is government making their own um government cryptos and so most cryptocurrencies are decentralized and they're made by a, a programmer or a group of programmers essentially but there are now government sponsored cryptocurrencies uh, china is making their own i believe the us is working on making like a virtual dollar what are your impressions on this hotshot especially what do you think about that well, the fact that the government is making them is kind of that could always just that one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call it a cryptocurrency. At this point. Yeah, it's, it's no longer yeah. a cryptocurrency. It's made to be cryptographic currency. Yeah. Yeah. Cryptographic. Mm -hmm. I bet my money that there will be a backdoor in that cryptocurrency. Yeah, I'm sure. Even India exactly is making their own cryptocurrency. Yeah, what exactly are you saying? That's basically what I was gonna say, but he just said it in smarter, big. Bigger words, yes. Yeah, Hacha, I wanna I wanna hear more from you. Like what could be what could be the bad things that come out of or or the good. Tell me about both. The good and bad things that could come out okay, of it. So the good that could come out of it is that there are the tax your taxes could go lower more people are buying that. Mm -hmm. Therefore their money's going to the government. Therefore the government's getting paid. I think but that also backfire. Yeah, but that also could backfire, and go the complete other way around. Taxes could get higher because more people are buying. Can, can I just put in the definition of a backdoor? 
Yeah, of course. What yeah, is so that, that door is a bit of code that allows access to a piece of software that's unwanted. So, mm -hmm. um, this is an extreme real-life uh, case. It's completely fictional, to my to my understanding. We don't know yet. Touch wood. Um, but, for example, if you were to leave your back door open and someone unwanted were to come into your house and take whatever they want, or even spy on you, that's essentially what a back door means in the technical terms. Right. In the technical world. Um, something that allows someone or a piece of code to execute stuff that you don't want. Mm -hmm. That's a... A really simple explanation. But Hotshot, tell me, tell me more about what your, what your impressions are on a government-sponsored cryptocurrency, like the good and the bad sides of it. Uh, there's one percent good and like ninety-nine percent bad, and mm -hmm. there's it's just gonna break. If like somebody's gonna find a way to get around it, or yeah, yeah, there could be an exploit. It's not in gonna it. be good. I mean, just imagine with the regular U.S. sellers, the amount of money laundering that goes on. Um, it would be yeah, and the thing making a new base, a new dollar basically is gonna mm -hmm. gonna turn out well. Yeah, I actually wonder what the value would be tied to. Or people just won't buy it. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It could be just a general wave of the future, though, that we're just gradually moving towards more of a virtual currency i would be surprised if anyone even has paper cash in you know 20 or 30 years i don't personally i don't think people will buy well it depends if mm -hmm. if people that aren't educated on this subject see this i think oh seems good mm -hmm. and they know how to buy it they'll buy it yeah but if people that are more educated a bit more privacy respecting so you know, the people that use Linux. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I know. Wow. Arch, by the way. Um, but I, I, if there was a cryptocurrency that the UK government made, I wouldn't buy in it. You know, I, I don't trust it. Right. You don't know what Boris Johnson is putting in that. Yeah. Sheesh. All right. So the last topic is wow nero and the hard fork so hari tell me about what is wow nero why are they hard forking and it's actually happening tomorrow right uh yeah let me get you the live statistics mm -hmm. so that the uh, people have already set up websites that would track how close that is to a hard fork uh so we there's an estimated 12 hours until the fork right so um, it's gonna happen on july 4th yeah, there are 145 block, blocks left mm -hmm. till the fork occurs. What so, is Wow Nero though? Because some of our... So, it, so <laughs> explain, a, what a, explain what a fork is. Wow Nero is a cryptocurrency that is based upon Monero, another cryptocurrency, and they are very similar, except that Wow Nero has a cap on how many coins can exist mm -hmm. and I, I don't know what uh, what other key differences there are uh ah, it uses longer key uh, ring signatures yeah so uh if i am remembering this correctly monero uses 
16 character long ring signatures and Manera uses uh, Wownara sorry uses 24 or 26 long ring signatures. I think mm -hmm. that's really the difference. Also Monero is considered a meme coin. So yeah. So it's sort of it's sort of like considered a joke but not really because people can actually use it and people have, can lose and make money off of it but yeah, I mean... I, I, some people consider it a a hybrid between Dogecoin and uh, Monero. Yeah, like Dogenero. Yeah. Oh wait, actually, that's what the name came from because Wow is like the uh, one of those quotes from that Shiba you know, he always says much Wow. Really? Yeah, that's one of his like quotes. Oh, and the development team of Wow Nero, like they all have like meme profile pictures and uh fake descriptions it's like the exact opposite of what you'd expect from like a professional yeah i, I love i love the advisors page you know yeah uh, i just the advisors page the lead chat the other one i'm not gonna mention mm -hmm. uh, uh, essentially what a what a fork is because uh, well uh, now is a fork of monero a, a fork is you take this code you copy it and you edit it. Right. That's what a fork essentially is. In the cryptocurrency world, mm -hmm. people make forks of co uh, coins all the time. But a hard fork is when a cryptocurrency forces you to change it to this fork. So, uh, cryptocurrency world, you've got mainnet, testnet, stagenet. And the testnet is the fork. And it's... That at a certain point, uh, loads of variables take place to decide if a fork is going to happen and when a fork is going to happen. So, mm -hmm. with Mono, they've already decided the fork, which will be in 145 blocks, essentially 12 hours. And right. they will force you to use this new blockchain, no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, hard forking. A normal fork would just be, hey, this exists, if you want to use it, use it. But hard, yet again. You have to use it. Yeah, what are a couple of examples of hard forks that happened in the past? Ah. Oh. Ethereum. Brain... Ethereum had a hard fork. Yeah. Yeah. That. The, there's still controversy over that. I mean, there's pretty much two Ethereums now on, the, uh, on any cryptocurrency exchange. There's the mainstream Ethereum, which uh, was forked off, and then there's the... I don't know, the Ethereum of the past. Ethereum Classic is what it's called. And I actually forgot why they forked. I think there was like a big security breach, I believe, and hundreds of millions of dollars were lost. But um, that that's not what happened in Wow Nero's case. Um, well... Yeah, well, so Wow Nero is doing it to essentially crack down on uh, pool mining. Mm -hmm. So they want to lower the amount of pool mining. So I yeah. am pool mining one arrow as we speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it doesn't really affect me because everything to self-mine is already yeah. set up. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, balling. But others, it may affect or not. But this is also another concern. Well, well concern about it is because for example, c3pool.com has 56% of the network under oh their control. Oh my gosh, that's Which terrible. is 
at 51% attack. Exactly. So they want to tighten the uh, the chokehold mm-hmm. around these pools. So they be they operate. They don't as they don't operate as large as they used to. So right, they want to focus more on solo mining nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've called it the Pool Independence Day. Nice. <laughs> That's exciting. I like the timing too. It's perfect. Yeah. So difficulty will be reset, mm-hmm. which um, you know, five five k hash uh, hashes per second. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Gonna. That's incredibly like small. Actually. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be reset to ten million. My pool is running at a difficulty of fifty. I'm just gonna put the number in chat. I I can't do numbers. Okay, that's fine. Fifteen thousand. And that's the pool difficulty. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that's the difficulty that I'm using. Mm-hmm. So if you if you upscale that, that's pretty big. What's the future after the hard fork? What what do we expect? From of the community around Wownero, um, maybe a workaround so mm-hmm. pool mining starts up again, but right. solo mining won't be easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely um, not. Solo mining is usually never, never like a a viable option because it is really difficult. Yeah. Compared to just joining a pool and getting a, a split of the pie, so to speak. They're calling it so before this. Uh, this is in past tense to the hard fork. Mm-hmm. Is this is a direct quote from the 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 uh, the blog post? Um, min- miners have been accustomed to monitoring difficulty levels and prices on min- on a minute by minute, mm-hmm. hour by hour basis, and getting right. regular dust payouts from pools. With solar mining. Miners have to pay, uh, play the longer game. The risks are higher. Some miners could mine for days, weeks, months and get nothing. But the rewards are higher. Miners mm. could get lucky and win the full block reward without having to pay pool fees or share the reward with other miners. Wow, oh, the RNG though. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also say solo mining is like a lottery. Mm-hmm. Every day, there are 288 blocks that will be randomly awarded to miners. On average, a miner with a Ryzen 3700X uh, 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 CPU can expect to win a reward every 30 to 40 days. What? That, that, and yeah. that's with lower difficulty after mm-hmm. this reset. After the difficulty reset. Yeah, that seems really difficult. I mean, yeah. you'll have to be mining for months to get anything significant. Well, my brother, I guess. I guess I'm still my brother's PC then. Alex, I think it always already. Pasha, do you um, do you mine anything? No. But Would my you like to? PC that he doesn't use. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> so I'm about to go steal that. Yeah, you're gonna go mm-hmm. mine some low narrow. All right. Yeah, 40 days straight, yeah, and get nothing. <laughs> you could get Hard something, years. though. Okay, well, anyways. Get, like... Yeah, how much is it's one arrow worth, anyway? Uh, I don't know, I'm gonna use the bot to find out. Okay, let's do that. Uh, the bot's offline. It duck, is offline, duck, thanks duck, for reminding duck, me. Oh. oh, we can use DuckDuckGo, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, um... Alright, so... 
40 cents per USD. Oh no, it went down. No, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time on that then. It went down. You say you went down. <laughs> it did. So the, the, the all time high was, I think, $1.69. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think I'm reading this right, but it's, yeah, $1.69 seems to be the all-time high on April 26, 2021, and it's dropped down to, like, 22 cents per wow narrow. Okay. That is very sad. <laughs> okay. All right, well, I think that pretty much concludes our podcast. So, in sum, there's been a lot of government crackdown on cryptocurrency in the UK, Um and Ontario and China but there are some governments that are either making their own crypto or they're embracing Bitcoin as legal tender and finally Wownero which is a meme coin inspired by Monero and Dogecoin is having a hard fork to encourage solo mining which is still not going to be easy uh, after the fork Um, so thank you everyone for coming to the podcast thank you for listening also Adios. Ciao. Hot shot. Say bye. Goodbye.